Hey, I'm Nick Von Brack, and this is the Record Podcast. I, uh, I'm going to have to start off with some apologies here. So, uh, as you can tell, uh, for those of you who notice or even care, uh, this is coming in a day late. But, um, you know, I've got good excuses. I can list them off. Uh, no, yesterday was just a crazy day, and I was not able to uh, edit the episode and get it out in time. But um, came down to the, another one of those coming down to the wire situations. Didn't have any interviews lined up and was actually just going to roll out a little mini episode making up stuff on the fly and just filling in something but uh had a last minute savior come in uh the final hour to do an interview with me and uh this is what the interview is so this is uh my new new best friend sam pura he is a producer and engineer out of the uh la area oakland area and uh he's done a bunch of really cool he's been a part of a bunch of cool projects uh you know i just talked to Rue from Heavy Heavy Lolo uh, a couple weeks ago, so this is uh, right on the hot on the heels of that. But uh, so he recorded Heavy Heavy Lolo. He's uh, done stuff for the story so far, Sabertooth Zombie. Uh, we get into, I mean, we talk about a lot of the stuff he's been into. But if you're not familiar with him, just jump online, do the old Google search, and you'll find all the stuff he's been involved in. But uh, talk about all those projects. We talk about just recording in general, do's and don'ts of bands in the studio. Uh, his kind of his favorite roles in the process mixing mastering he does it all he's got his studio is uh, panda studios and go and check that out too and uh, if you're a band looking to record you should definitely definitely consider him uh, after talking to him and listening to the stuff he's been involved in i uh, wish i could have turned back time and had us had dr manhattan in the studio with him he's got a good just a good ethos about the process about his role in it and how to get the best possible product out and uh yeah, it's uh, just a cool, laid-back dude, and uh, puts out good shit. So we get into we get into all of it. But uh, again, apologies for the late episode. Cut me some slack, all right? All right, all right, all right. So here's my interview with Sam Pira. Yeah. What's up, man? Look at us. We're being friends, dude. <laughs> you can't see me, though, can you? I can't, dude, but I don't right. think that really matters, you know? Let me fix it. Let's be friends who can see each other. Let's. I would love that, dude. I would love nothing more than to be friends who can see each other. <laughs> Uh-oh. Am I, what am I doing here? I see oh, you. There you yeah. are. Look at you, dude, on the SM7, being a fucking badass, dude. <laughs> it was the one thing I did professional about this podcast. Everything else is in shambles. There you go. So I, I have uh, mine going into Pro Tools, so I could just send it to you afterwards, and you can import it or whatever. That's fine. That, like I said, that's that's even more professional than uh, I even anticipated. Yeah. So. Well, that's fucking awesome. And it's it's creeping me out because you look like multiple people that I know in my life. So who's <laughs> it's that? Like I'm just talking to buddies I know. Who am I? <laughs> who are you? Yeah. Who do I look like? You look like uh, partially uh, Andrew Morrison, who is the uh, the one the band that I was in, Doctor Manhattan. Okay. He was. He is the uh, keyboardist slash percussionist slash other singer. Got it. He's the cool guy. He's the cool guy. Yeah. So you kind of look like him, and you also, uh, funny enough, look like the guy when I left the band who started playing drums for them, oh, Matt okay. Parrish, who was a drummer. So some kind of mind meld of those of those two faces. That's what you kind of look like to me. So you were a drummer in the band. I was a drummer in the band. Yeah. 
I can't believe I didn't get to tour with you. We didn't get to be friends. I know. So, so I I've only I've only heard much about you through uh, the heavy heavy Lolo dudes. Yeah. But uh, my I mean, I, I, an endorsement from them is uh, is good by me. Well, that's so. cool. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, you you'll have to give me the education because. All, all, all I really know of you is there is their stuff. The stuff I'll, I'll give you. Them. I'll give you everything you need. Uh, yeah. First off, I need to get a grinder so I can roll this joint here. One second. <laughs> all right, go for it. <laughs> you're just yeah. You're hanging out. You're cool. You're being friends too. Oh, who's in the back? Who's chilling? So that's this guy Robbie. He sings in this band, Fighting Sides. They're from LA. Okay. So they're here hanging out right now. So am I interrupting the shit that's going on right now? You're not interrupting shit, dude. We're just being best friends, dude, you know? Okay, fair enough. They're here for the week, so, you know, they're they're (laughs) making some jams, dude, you know? You know how it goes. So what... What is your setup there? Is it your whole studio? Like, what what am I looking at? All right, so we are in my... I'm in my second control room right now. Okay. So we got got two of them because we have... We basically... I I found this place, and I moved in and, like, made a 1,200, like, square feet... Uh, studio with out of just like a one big control room and one big live room okay and so then uh what we did after that is like a couple couple years later my neighbor moved out so i was like fucking i'm gonna take over his unit so we just combined both units so we have two studios so we nice. basically have an a room and a b room well that's sweet it's fucking sick so I'm i'm in my b room right now being best friends so the whole spot that's just all that whole place is Panda Studios. Yep. Yeah. So it's twenty five hundred square feet. Nice. Yeah. So this is the seventh Panda lo- Studios location. Oh. So how how often do you move? You just pick up and get out of there every year or something? <laughs> yeah. No. So um, I've been doing this like fourteen years now. So I okay. guess the first uh, I mean the first iteration started in my um, my bedroom at my mom's house like when I was like eighteen. Sure. And so then, uh, second one, which is where we record, we did Turtle Nipple, was in Oakland, like in the fucking sketchiest part of Oakland. <laughs> So I was there for like two years, yeah. and uh, that was like subleasing, like uh, an existing, like recording studio slash like live work facility. If that makes sense. Okay. So sure. I, w- I was living there as well, which is a total fucking nightmare. Um, I'll never. <laughs> was there, was I'll there never a working live. bathroom at least? Yeah, yeah, total working bathroom, <laughs> two bedroom, everything was cool. Oh, okay, nice. Um, just multi, like ultimately, like li- living where you work. There's just there's no yeah. time for your mind to shut off. Yeah, so yeah, just, that's true. Yeah, totally sucked in that aspect. Um, but it was cool. So that was the second one. Then the third one was uh, a temporary practice space um, right next to where I'm at currently, like right down the street. Yeah. So I was in there. Then I went to uh, a studio in San Francisco and uh, subleased 
uh, Third Eye Blind's old studio space, <laughs> which was hell of expensive. Yeah, I bet. Uh, yeah, so then that was like cool for a couple records, and then I realized how stupid expensive it was trying to get out of there. Yeah. Um, so then uh, from there, like shared a spot with a dude down the street here, and then I was like, I should just build my own place, so that's why we built this place. So I guess, is that the sixth or the seventh one? It's whatever. Shit, I lost count, but that's pretty yeah, yeah. sweet. <laughs> so I've been, I've been here like seven years now. So nice. I mean, But it was the first place that I like, it was an empty building. We just walked in and did it up. So, you, so you're a handyman. You can get in there and build build walls and do the whole thing. Yeah, and or I can hire like home slices to do that for me if I can't <laughs> do those specific tasks. But yeah, like fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I try to like. I mean, we made all of our own like uh, acoustic material. I made a bunch of my own gear here. Like, nice. I try I try to be super DIY because one, it's budget friendly, and two, it's hella fun. You know. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So. So you said you've been doing it for you like just like fourteen years? Yeah, pretty much, man. Kind of crazy. And, and I can't imagine you know off the top of your head, but how many? I guess how many records does that put you in being involved with? Like over a hundred, over over fifty. I mean, what are we talking about? I mean, definitely like over a hundred uh, things. I mean, but it's it's like EPs, singles, full lengths, yeah. all of that. Uh, definitely like hundreds of different artists. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, like, definitely, we're in the hundreds range for artists and albums. So what? Uh, what was the first, I guess, record you were a part of then? Uh, I mean, I was like, I was in a band that like played locally with Heavy, and so oh, okay. Um, what band was that? It was a, a it was a, an Incubus ripoff band called Nebulous. Okay, <laughs> sure. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I was really into uh, Incubus and Papa Roach those days. Um, hey, we it even. Wasn't. We even had a fucking turntablist in our band. That's how sick it was. I'm not even. I'm not even lying. We literally did. I, I don't think you're lying. I think yeah. that's going the whole way. I think if you're yeah, gonna yeah. do it, you gotta have that. Yeah. So that that was a necessary thing for a minute. Um. So, but like when I was playing in that band, I started like, um, recording some of the bands in the area, um, out of my garage. And so then those bands like would have a cool, impressive demo. And it was it was during the time when MySpace was the shit. Yeah. So sure. um, if you just if you had like. If you had a hell of sick demo where, like, you know, you're just going through bands and all of a sudden the song comes on and it's loud on MySpace, like, people right. were stoked. Do you know what I mean? So then it's you're like, like it's signed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, oh, fuck, man, who did this? Well, go to the top eight. And then there's my fucking studio on the top <laughs> eight, right? So I was like, I was killing on MySpace on those days. Um, yeah. And so, uh, Heavy, just being a local band, um, my homie Jihad, who would, like, ran their label, uh, yeah. 12 Gage, he was like, you should do an EP with them. So I was like, all right, you guys should come through and like do an EP. And I remember Chris Fritter being like, yeah, we don't have any money. Like how much would it cost us? I was like, just buy me an SM 57 <laughs> and I'll, I'll do your EP for you. That's so, awesome. Uh, that fucking EP. That's the one that got them signed. I did that like for a hundred bucks in my fucking bedroom, at my mom's house over like Wait the course of like a week. Wait a second. You got an SM57 for 100 bucks? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm more surprised at that than at the yeah. price that you recorded them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sorry, 150 or whatever the hell you want to call it. Yeah. yeah. What, what are the two? Nice, so, yeah, dude. That was the uh so like Heavy was the first um like project that actually put me on the map, so to speak. Yeah. Um whereas like I was doing all just like stupid local bands before that and that's how Heavy like found yeah. out about me was through the local bands, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, and and it was funny too because I um before so we so we just toured with them the one time on the Stay Weird tour was us them and uh, Fear Before the March of Flames, and um 
but we knew we knew Casey Bates because he had mixed our record, and then we went and recorded our second record with him. So Got then it. I had with, with him and Conley, right? Yeah, yeah. So I had so I had Casey on the podcast, and <laughs> before I got to talk to those guys about recording with them, so it was great because I had uh, I had Rue on like uh, you know like a couple weeks ago or yeah, something, which was a great was, episode by the way. Oh, thanks, man. And I just loved hearing his response, being like, "Yeah, like I didn't realize he thought we were so weird." <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And I just loved I loved hearing both sides, but like him, like Casey being freaked out and Rue just being like, "Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. It wasn't so bad." <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's funny because the the way that I knew of Casey was like. It was that was like my first time, like, you know, making a cool record with a band who then gets signed. And of course, like they get swept up by the management and the management's like, you're going to like do your record with this big guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, I was like, oh, shit, this guy, like they're going to do with this guy. Like, whatever. That's kind of a disappointment. I wish I could do it. And like, I remember just being bummed when I uh, heard the end result because it was like, sounded like, like ultimately he didn't really know what he was getting into. They didn't really know what they were getting into. You know what I mean? And like, everyone's just like, they're all just kind of winging it. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, it was what it was, but ultimately like, uh, I'm happy to have made more shit with him after that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It speaks to how good you were. Cause they went back to you. So. Yeah. Thanks man. I mean, ultimately like my skill has always been like being a silent member of a band, if that makes sense. More yeah. so than like the guy who just records your band. Like, I make like lots of like artistic decisions and shit like that, and so it's like yeah. like certain bands like like I mean Story So Far would be a good example, uh, Heavy would be a good example, this band Hundredth would be a good example. like bands who like embrace whatever i say in the room is like another dude in the band as opposed to like the dude just recording them you know what i mean that's like the best experience yeah yeah totally so those are the the most rewarding at least yeah yeah because you're i mean you're you're totally invested if the record does well you're you're super stoked and if you if it doesn't like you're the other members so you're bummed that yeah exactly more but yeah. i think yeah i think that's the best kind of product and i think i think in essence that's kind of what we were thinking we were getting into with him and i think he was a good like he was a good role but yep. i think if i would go back like listen to the albums you did i think i think it would have been really cool to record with you because i think you got like even just listening to their album and yeah. and rue was telling me when you when they did um turtle nipple with you like you yeah. or no maybe even the ep just that you guys set up tons of different rigs yeah, just yeah. like had all the time in the world and just like made yeah. everything sound awesome. Yeah, exactly. Like one versus this amp, another versus this bass and this amp. Everything's yeah. totally fucking different. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I, I, I love that. Thanks, man. There's, there's one song on that record where I remember we recorded uh, Chris's drums in my bathroom and my bathroom, <laughs> like, like, I don't even know. I have, a, I, I'll have to take up a photo of it, but like you could not fit a drum kit in there. So like, <laughs> like his kick drum was like directly against the wall, like, and like touching it. And I had the mic just like sitting in it and shit like that. That's like, a, see, I love but that it was like, shit. but it was like, we specifically did that to be hella punk. You know what I mean? So yeah. we could get like a more fucked up drum sound instead of just like a traditional yeah. one, you know? That's perfect. That's, yeah. that's essentially what we did for our first record was a lot of shit like that. And for yeah. the second one, since we had no real money for it, we just kind of had to do it like as cheap as possible. Yeah. Like, we had to drive ourselves out to Seattle, so we recorded the drums out by us, and okay. then it was it was just like a whole kind of different process. But yeah. I think ideally, 
Like the last thing we did was an EP where we recorded live and it was all just like, let's just get the tones and fuck it. Let's not even deal yeah. with it. Like, yeah. the, like that was like, those sessions are like my absolute favorite to, That's cool he- as fuck. to hear about, to be involved in. Like, I mean, for every band, I mean, I know not every band's the same, but I feel like, I think, I feel like for bands, you go in, you want to do the like standard recording thing where everyone records separately and it sounds professional, but then yeah. the further you get away from it, you're like, no, let's just all get in the room. Let's get that energy and make it sound fucked no, up. No, totally. <laughs> I think, and I think that like one of the, I guess one of the things that I always find like kind of as like a, an, a, a consistent disconnect is that I'm always expecting these bands to come in and be like, all right, man. So we have this like vision for how we want things to sound because like, if you if like if you didn't record heavy right that band would just sound stupid as fuck you know what i mean like they would sound like really sloppy and like what like is this you know what i mean like (laughs) but if you if you do it in the right way then you can hear that ultimately their attitude is like we don't give a fuck and like it's cool as opposed to amateur you know what i mean right and so uh um i think like it's really hard for a lot of bands to get in a room and make sound and be themselves because they're not really sure of what they actually sound like yet. They just know sure. what band they're trying to sound like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas like you take a band like Isis and if you were to be like, all right, let's just record the drums and then we'll do guitars. Like after that, like you would have fucked up that entire vibe of that band. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. or, or something like Neurosis. You know what I mean? Like you just, yeah. Yeah, you would destroy that fucking band. You know what I mean? <laughs> so what, so I guess how do you handle bands hitting you up and being like, yeah, we love turtle nipple. Like make us sound like that. Like, do you tell them no, like that's not how I work or do you start like, or is that like at least a good jumping off point to know kind of what you want, how you want to do? Well, if a, if a band hit me up and was like, we want to sound like turtle nipple, I'd be like, fuck yeah. Like I can't wait to do a punk band again. But instead, yeah. everyone who hits me up is like, we want to sound exactly like the story so far, which is uh, like, I gotcha. uh, got it. You want to be like one of the most talented pop punk bands in the game <laughs> right now. And you want to sound like that band for a fraction of the cost, for a fraction right. of the talent and less time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's just not possible. You know what I mean? uh, <laughs> but if, if you're like, I just want to sound like a like a punk and fucked up version of myself, then it's like, hell yeah, by all means, let's get in here and throw up mics and like, let's distort fucking sounds and fuck shit up. You know what I mean? Yeah, what do you, I guess, what are your thoughts on like pre production stuff? Like, do you like hanging out at practice? Do you want them to come through or do you want to see a show? Like, how do you get the vibe of a band before you have them in? I mean, it really, like, like, you know, a band like Heavy and a band like Story So Far, I don't know if you're like familiar with Story at all, but um, like, they're like polar opposites in terms of yeah. how they would work, you know? So, what is about like, are, how are the songs and the songwriting? And the other one is like, what's the energy like? And like, yeah. what's the like, like heavy is like improv like 50% of the time you know what i mean yeah. like improv noise <laughs> whereas like other bands are writing like specific guitar melodies and like harmonies and like they're trying to follow and sound big with the drums so right. like when it comes to like a band like you know with songwriting and shit then i definitely like to be involved with prepro and get down to like changing drum patterns changing song structures changing yeah. tempos uh, adding new guitar riffs, changing ideas. Like I just try to be, you know, best friends and fix up the song the way that I think would be fucking sick. And hopefully yeah. the other dudes are stoked on those ideas. And if they're not, then whatever, we'll fucking move on. You know what I mean? But yeah. uh, um, there's been like other. There's a band that I just did recently called Gardens. <laughs> And they're like, 
they're basically like kind of like a, a brand new Pixies type of band, like loud, okay. soft, loud, soft. So like they had a sound, and it was very much like when they played in a room together, it was like obvious what their sound was and what we were gonna do with their songs. You know what I mean? As opposed yeah. to like really breaking it down, like riff by riff and structure by structure. It was like oh, I get the vibe. Like you want to like build it up and then go really loud here and then go really quiet here. So we're gonna have some really fucked up like roomy guitar tone. I get it. I get it. You know? Yeah. 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 So what I guess, and I know this is like a super broad, hard to answer question, but like what in your mind is like your favorite part of the process? Is it, is it that like getting the vibe of the band? Is it just ma- the final product sounding awesome? Is it like what, 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 like at what point in the process are you like, all right, this is my zone. Um, it's really like when it's, en- it's engineering and producing, that's really my yeah. fucking goddamn shit. And so, um, <laughs> and that's, I guess like, I love mixing, uh, but mixing for me when i'm producing a record is a total different thing because the way i'm mixing is by getting the sound right at the source you know what i mean right so like when i'm like mixing someone else's record that they send me it gets a little bit more frustrating because like my hands are tied and i'm just like oh yeah 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 <laughs> i'm basically like i always call plugins instagram filters i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm fucking with instagram filters and seeing which one is going to make my color balance right. look right like yeah as opposed to just like sh- setting up the shot and getting it right you know right right so, yeah that's that that is like a film way like a, a video way of doing that that's awesome i like that absolutely i i love stanley kubrick like he's like what am i like i i really i try to parallel a lot of stanley kubrick analogies with what we do to make people understand you know that's awesome <laughs> yeah well yeah i think and i guess thinking about the even just a few times like i said the few things i've been involved with that we recorded i feel like the part of it that seems most frustrating for an engineer or producer is like mixing and having the band in the room because <laughs> that because it's like look i can't like have you guys like let me do my thing like go go for a walk or something because yeah. it's like it's almost like so i do video like videography stuff for work so yeah. if i'm editing and someone's watching over my shoulder i'm like you got to get out of here like i can't have you hovering so and like seen, i feel of, like it's i'm kind of the opposite in that way like i yeah. really like having the dudes in the room with me because okay. uh, um, it helps, like, I could turn around and just be like, what's up? Is that cool? And then they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's sick. Okay. Um, otherwise, like, if they're annoying, I just tell them to shut up. I'm not a problem. <laughs> like, but um, the I have I have a bigger issue with doing stuff remote and then sending, like, it's like, you know, I'll, I'll reamp an entire record. Uh, like, oh, someone will send me a record and they're like, it's all DI guitars and they want me to reamp it. So I reamp it. I get a great tone. And then I send it to them and they're like, yeah, just like the lead, like the main guitar tone is just like too heavy. Like, can we just dial back the gain? It's like, all right, that's another day of reamping. Yeah, like that right. would have like everything would have been fixed if you were just sitting in the room with me and being like, that right. sounds sick. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. I, it depends, but I really do like having like, I, I do like having the team be involved the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And what, I guess what, and again, another broad kind of question, but like what's your ideal kind of uh setup to record is it just a small band is it a is it like a big band is it a heavy band like what where do you feel is like your best kind of situation for that as long as they got uh drums and some guitars like i'm fucking stoked do you know what i mean yeah um like my main like i think a a lot of the main reason that people come to record with me is because my drum sound um, yeah, because like I'm really big about getting natural sounds and not like yeah. using samples and having my shit sound a little bit more raw. So yeah. that gets a little bit more problematic when I have a band who's just like, we want to sound like Black Dahlia Murder. It's like, all right, well, like, then I sh- we should have <laughs> we should have just programmed your drums then instead right, of be fucking right. like distorting room mics and making shit sound trashy, you know? Right. So right. um, yeah, like uh, it's it only like I'm I'm a big drum guy, drum eccentric guy. I play guitar, so uh, I love fucking guitar tones. Um. 
I'm like become so obsessed with bass because I'm so obsessed with how like drums and guitars need a sound that bass is like the connector between them. Yeah. You don't have yeah. a good drum and guitar sound unless your bass like puzzle piece fits in perfectly. So yeah. then then from there it's like, all right, now you got a sick like song. Uh then the vocals become the hell of fun fucking part. Like that's where yeah. I like really get into shit. Um, so, I mean, it really just comes down to as long as, like, the band has a good song, and ultimately, if we're working around with, like, some drums, it's hell of cool. If it's just, like, if it's just, like, you know, some simple violin stuff without anything else on it, I'd be kind of bored, you know what I mean? Like, I would like to hear a full band in a song. Ultimately, like, uh, the, the answer is, as long as it's a good song, I'm down and I'm stoked to work on it, you know what I mean? So, so I guess, as, as, as a man in your field, in your profession, what's the most annoying thing a band can do coming to you is it just wanting too too much and too little time with too little money is there like what one thing is like look you you at least have to have this part like don't because you know you know every band yeah they'll hear they'll hear a good record you do they'll come to you be like look we want to put it out next week and we got ten dollars and we want to sound like that record and you're like yeah whoa (laughs) i think i think ultimately the thing that 85 percent of the bands lack is vision yeah they have like no idea what they're really doing other than like wanting to be in a band and emulate things that they're inspired by. You know what I mean? Sure. And so that's where like I'm I'm a dude who wants to make really fucking cool art and I like believe like that a, a full length album is a, an entire, you know, it's it's an entire piece, you know. It's yeah. got a, it's got a story, it's got a vibe and and I really like I really wish more bands would have more like concepts and more like you know, it's like I'll ask basic questions like, "What's your what's your track order?" And they're like, "Oh, I don't know." And that's like the last <laughs> thing possible. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. I wish I wish bands would write songs being like, "This is going to be a track three, and then it's going to have to go into a vibe that's like this." Like, and those yeah. are those are the records that like are hella fun to make and are the shit because it's like you have a clear vision. I know what we're after. But like when bands are just coming in and basically like, "Hey, create uh, create me into something." Yeah, like, I don't really know what I'm trying to do other than I like these bands and like these are my guitar riffs. Like, is this cool? Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so ultimately, I just wish the world uh, was inspiring more people to be like songwriters and artists and think about full concepts and and think about like the longevity of the the art they're creating as opposed to just wanting to play shows in their band. You know? Yeah, yeah. And what? Uh... So now that you, I mean, I'm looking at this list of all these albums you've been a part of, I guess, and I'm not going to make you pick between your kids or anything, but yeah. uh, one that does stand out to me, actually, and not not that I know it musically, but I know our old manager, I think, is involved with this band, The Limousines. It's oh, like, yeah. It's, it said you're, you did something with their record. So I used to, so like the first thing I ever did was like being a guitar tech for this band called Strata, which everyone's okay. like, everyone goes, oh, I think I've heard of that band. And I go, no, you've heard of Sparta. <laughs> not sh- and, and then I they're like, gonna say that. they're like, oh yeah, I've definitely heard of that band. Um, so yeah. So, um, but that's always hella funny. But basically I was a guitar tech for them and uh, the singer for that band, he started playing with my friend Gio 
because uh, I showed him some songs and I was like, you should jam with this guy. He's cool as fuck. And then he did. So I recorded some of their like initial stuff together and like that was about it. Like they're they're two homies. They're cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I and I saw uh, like I said with our little bit of touring with with Heavy, I I remember seeing a shitload of Sabretooth Zombie stickers. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, dude! <laughs> Sabretooth is like one of the coolest punk bands ever. <laughs> issue is is that they never really toured so like they definitely like have like you know they would every year would come out and like make a brand new like record with me and so they have like too much material that no one can really digest immediately you know what i mean like (laughs) and because they unfortunately weren't able to really tour and like support that and create the buzz that they would have really had you know yeah so like for example like ceremony and Trash Talk were all, like, playing shows with Sabretooth Zombie when Sabretooth Zombie was, like, the fucking shit. You know what I mean? So, like, if they had, like, kept it up, they would have been, like, still as active and as cool as those bands. Nice. Oh, and shit, I I forgot that uh, you did the Blowout, their their new record. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, with Breadman. Well, yeah, yeah, I mastered that, yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah, I just uh, just listened to that, like, whenever it came out, like, a week or two ago. Yeah, man. Super good, man. Fucking great band. Yeah. Great band. Yeah, so... So you're so you're set up to do everything there. You're set up to mix, record, and master. Yeah, exactly. I do it all. Because I know a lot of times, like mastering gets sent off, and I know some engineers don't really want to get involved with the mastering side. Yeah. Like what? Like so, what is that? What is that side of it for you? So I I used to be so like uh, um, the there's this thing called. Uh, that's very important a saying that is very important for people to to learn and to really start applying to their lives it's don't believe the hype you know what i mean <laughs> so uh like very quickly going out on tour i was like i learned that the hype of like being a rock star was immediately fucking non-existent you know what i mean <laughs> that's why like, i'm doing this podcast yeah, yeah to exactly pull the curtain back and all this shit exactly <laughs> you know you're just a fucking dude you know what i mean no one gives a fuck about you you're just uh, <laughs> like you think you're a hella badass when you're in a fucking bus but then really you just realize that it's an RV that you're paying way too fucking much for. You know what I mean? Like, and <laughs> so, so true. it's like you know the, the hype. Don't believe the hype. So, yeah. um, basically, the uh, the hype on uh, mastering is like I always was just like, all right. So I'm strictly this like noob w- working out of my room. Like I'm just fucking figuring it out as I go. You know what I mean? And yeah. so from there, uh, I got you know I, I became really into engineering, really into fucking getting recording tones, and always mixing my own stuff. So. I would be like, I want it to sound much better than it currently does. So I'm going to send it to a hell of cool mastering engineer to yeah. master this and like fill in the gap and bring it to the next level for me. So I did that. Like I've done that my, my entire career, but yeah. um, recently, and this is the weirdest thing ever, but like recently, like, I mean, every time I mix, I'm mastering as well so that there's like a reference, you know, of like a volume right. and loudness and vibe. Um, but basically like I'll just send it without the mastering uh, to these other masters and I'll be like, yo, here's my reference. You go ahead and match that and like make it sound better than like what I have it. And, uh, basically every fucking band chooses my master over them. 
<laughs> so I'm I've become like my favorite mastering engineer at yeah, this point yeah. because like the dudes who like are the shit ultimately just aren't getting chosen and like it really it just comes down to like shit's getting blown up it's like a little too distorted uh the balance becomes a little whack and it's like okay well it sounds better in mine we're just gonna go with mine so like that happened on like that's happened with some story stuff like that happened with like the new bands that i've been working with so i've been mastering all the fucking time recently nice so it's cool and you don't need i mean i guess this is again another stupid question but you don't need like because i feel like whenever i've heard about mastering it's like it's a whole facility that has all this different gear yeah totally totally (laughs) i mean it's like there's all these like you know you have two hundred thousand dollar speakers and like twenty thousand dollar amps and then you have this specific mastering console where you can like fuck with midside and just all this nut stuff and it's like all right even with all those tools like why does my master in the box sound better right yeah (laughs) why does the band choose mine over everyone else's like and also like it'll always be like the quick one like they'll send it back louder and i'll just turn it down to match mine and it just sounds (laughs) smaller more distorted and that's Uh, it you know what i mean so it's like yeah it's just just how it's been recently. Oh, nice. Well, that's... So ultimately, I've had to I've had to realize that maybe I was believing the mastering hype a little too much. Well, I think I think that as I mean, and that again, that could be just like the old way of thinking. But I think that's kind of how it was set up. I was like, okay, this is your guy that you record with, and then you send that off to master. Like yep. to my experience, it was always send it off. It was whenever it was like locally mastered, like eh, or the same guy would be like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I could kind of do it, but I'm not really experienced. So it was always just send it off, send it yeah, off. Exactly. So. Exactly. I mean, because it's it's because like we respect the the material enough to uh, want to enlist someone else like who has more experience than us to lend their ears right. to the project and hopefully bring it to a point where uh, it's going to be better and like where we want it to yeah. be, you know. But sometimes that doesn't happen. Yeah. So what? So on on the topic of just being having a band come through, just stuff that you want out of your bands, like what what are the what other things and not even just pet peeve things but like what's the best i guess what's another good kind of scenario or good situation a band could come with aside from having a vision is it just like you know i've i've heard great bands that have shit gear like gear doesn't necessarily matter yeah. but then there's bands that spend all their money on gear and don't write songs so it's like totally like yeah. do you do you have good gear there do you do you just kind of enlist on you know we're just gonna make your shit sound good like what do you what do you use ultimately i have like you know i have drum sets i have fucking multiple guitar amps multiple guitars I have, yeah. I have everything so basically every band basically just comes here and maybe brings a guitar or like a snare drum that they like okay. care about or something like that and they just like prefer to use everything else that i have here it's like oh well i'll just use his 5150 i have mine but i'll just use yeah. his like because most of the people that I'm recording are actually like from out of town, you know what I mean. So they're flying yeah. out or they're driving out. They're not like just local bands, which is fucking cool. So like it's cool to be able to like have all that shit ready to go for them. So I just leave it all set up. Um, so like when they walk in, drums are set up, everything's mic'd up, it's ready to go, and like we just swap from there, you know. Um, but yeah, like I guess to answer your question in terms of like what else can bands do, like gear, yeah. like like gear doesn't really matter as long as they just like, I, I like I really I always ask like for people to really become conscious of what they're playing and like what they're trying to do and become like, be, be more self-aware. You know what I mean? Because like yeah. when it, when it's like, it comes down to the fact of like, we're all of a sudden starting to record this. And I just realized that like this dude's just wanting to play in his band and like play guitar in his band. And I'm just like wanting to make Sergeant Peppers here. I'm just like, all right, <laughs> like there's like a bigger like disconnect. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. like I guess I should just like turn off like my thinking cap and just go through the motions of recording this dude today, as opposed to like, let's make a fucking awesome album, you know? Yeah. So, um, 
ultimately like it's like just having people be self-aware of their playing and like ready to like come in and like know what they're trying to do so that I can be like, all right, I see what you're trying to do. Like, I see where you're trying to go. Like you should just do this instead because it would like you're, there's a possible missed opportunity here and here and here. Let's make this fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like if they know what they're playing, then they're, they're able to easily adapt to any new changes and stuff like that. So ultimately like, it's just like practice the shit out of your songs. Know how, like know how you want to sound, know how to get that sound with your gear. And then we're going to, incorporate like our gear and we're going to fucking ultimately make sure that we land on the right vision you know what i mean well i think it's a thing too of aside from just being naive but like bands at least used to think a lot and probably still do is like well when we get signed to a label that's it it's taken care of it's like no that's almost like you can't even think of it that way similarly recording you can't go oh we got a couple good songs we'll go in he'll make it sound good like no like you got to have your shit together on every step of the way not just like oh they'll take care of it they'll take care of it they'll take care of it you gotta you gotta come with your whole like you said your whole vision like everything's pretty much ready to go and this guy's just or the girl whoever is just gonna like facilitate it Yep, exactly. They're the classic, oh, well, we got signed and we got a manager, so they're going to fucking take care of us, and that's when no one does anything, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. They're, they're waiting for, like, the cog in the fucking, uh, you know, in the team to start moving right now, but right, no one's yeah. actually doing it. Yeah, so it's like, I really just want bands to, like, be, like, you know, stoked on their songs, stoked, like, know how to play their parts, you know what I mean? Like, know what they're trying to do so that when they come in, like, they actually have a clear vision and we can be best friends and reach that vision together, you know what I mean? <laughs> that sounds like that should be, like, the the tagline, like, the main line on, on your business card or, like, the the recording studio website. Like, let's just come be best friends and make the best possible shit ever. That's, that's basically, like, the, this guy who literally just got here yesterday, the guitar player, he was like, yeah. just to let you know, I'm only here to be best friends, dude. Like, so. <laughs> Recording's, like, the the byproduct of that i'm just coming yeah. to hang out yeah totally. i mean and that's the thing too is like a lot of people make like recording out to be so stressful like it's like yeah. taking taking a test oh well like i'm about to have to like you know play my part man like uh, yeah. like i i should like i should definitely not drink that beer because like i'm about to have to play my part it's like dude come on man you should be like stoked on what you're yeah. doing and you should be ready to like be like with confidence i'm ready to go i didn't do that right i should definitely do another take of that i know i have another one in me i'm fucking ready to do this like no yeah. one does that they're just timid they're like, so scared you know what i mean it's like what come on aren't we ready to have fun so like the yeah. dudes who are just like confident self-aware like those dudes are just like ready to come in and make fun fucking shit you know yeah. Yeah. I think it's tough too. Cause I think especially well on any level of it, but like new bands too, it's like, you're thinking about all the money you're going to spend. You don't want to screw it up every hour means yep. this amount, amount of money. It's like, yeah, you start thinking, you're like, I gotta go in, I gotta play this part right because we gotta get a mix and we gotta get it done. And totally. So, so it's hard. You already kind of have that built in pressure, but if you can just go in and be like, focus on what it is you're trying to do, the art side of it. And like, you know what, you'll figure out how to get the rest of it done. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I think that's kind of like, uh, another thing that I like, I've, I realized this a couple of years ago, maybe not even a couple of years ago, like a year and a half ago, I went to Venice and like Prague and like got out of like, you know, went to the UK for the first time. and just was like so fucking inspired by all the old architecture and shit. Yeah. And it made me be like, oh man, all the shit that I've like recorded is completely irrelevant. Like no one's <laughs> even going to listen to any of this. Like I'm like not making, I'm not making shit that even matters. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, that's where like, I've been really trying to get more into like, artist development 
and like actually, you know, like finding and developing people and like just working on a record and figuring out like shit on the back end. You know what I mean? So that like I'm yeah. not I'm not being paid to record a band. Instead, I'm like scouting and finding a band and like we're going to work it out when it figures it when it releases itself and gets picked up. You know what I mean? So does that technically make you some kind of like manager now or what do you, what does that make you? Yeah, I mean it's more so just like uh it's just like a um it's basically like a production gig, you know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. more I'm ultimately just like offering to produce people, you know what I mean? Just like, yeah, yeah man, I got the facility, I got everything else, like let's just come and let's work on some songs and like we'll just take it from there, you know? Yeah. Which is it's cool, but ultimately at the same time I got to record bands to pay bills as well too. Sure. So um it's a little bit of a uh of a creative difference, you know what I mean? Like yeah. in terms of like getting the job done and also like doing the best you possibly can and whatever can actually happen to make the songs the best thing possible. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that, that costs money and a lot of people don't have that, you know? So I'm, <laughs> I'm realistic to that now. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you able to, cause I know a lot, a lot of from just even what I do just in my work or even just past projects, like it's hard to, it's hard to say no, especially if it's a buddy or it's like, no, nah, all right, like we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Like, but then the older you get, you start to be like, no, I can't, I fucking yeah. can't, I can't no. do it for that money. Like that's just not going to happen. No, totally. Well, thankfully I got a fucking awesome manager who like has all those money conversations. So I choose yeah. to like stay ignorant and like not know how much I'm making per project. So I can just be stoked that, on that's everything, good. you know? So as yeah. long as like, ultimately as long as bills are getting paid and debt is like you know continuing to go down i'm stoked you know yeah and i just i just pulled up uh noise creator site to see if you're on here and i did see you are on yeah. here yeah yeah what's up because <laughs> i had i had minardi on here and he was telling me it was like right at right around the time it all happened so i was just getting into that with him and stuff so like i guess from i think you would be the first person because I don't know if Casey, I don't know I if I Casey's talked to Casey about this. He is, but I don't know if I, yeah. I don't think I talked to him about it. But yeah. like, what, I guess, what is your experience with doing something like this? Like, is it just another thing that gets funneled into more work you do, or is this like a separate thing to, to get people in? Uh, on, on a scale of one to 10, how real can I be right now? <laughs> you could be as real as you want to be, man. Or I can edit out. <laughs> I haven't gotten any gigs from that site. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know if anyone is, but like, there's, yeah. I haven't gotten anything from them. I yeah. think I think there was like a mastering song, like a song I did for a band gotcha. or something like that. But yeah, I'm not. I mean, potentially it's fucking awesome, but yeah. I don't really know if people are using it. And ultimately, like I have my own ways of contacting me. Like it doesn't sure. have to be through that site. So sure. I think you know, I, I think people who are in the know just kind of, uh, you know, disconnect the man in the middle and just come right to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, either way, I guess any any other avenues to get your name out there it helps. But yeah, I, yeah. I always wonder, like, you know, things like that. I guess this is the first kind of thing that i've seen like that for producers but like you know there's all kinds of bullshit things for bands so like you put your name on a list and you're supposed to you know you know any any of the old like zines or things they're like oh you got to get your name out there got to buy an ad and all this stuff it's like what of this is actually even working like yeah. it's, like it's good but like you know yeah what is it doing well i would say like also in general i think another like kind of difference is like through my experience of like making uh records for labels I've really determined that I fucking hate making records for labels. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So get into that. Like, and I, you don't have to be specific about like a label or a band, or you can be. But like, yeah, what is? Because most most things I've been involved in, it's like a lot of the bands that I know are on the level we're on are just like labels. Like, yeah, do your thing and we'll put it out. Like, labels aren't involved. But I'm sure the higher up the ladder you go, yeah, the more involved they get. I mean. uh the best stuff I ever did was things that didn't have deadlines. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. like the second you get involved into the touring circuit 
and the machine that is the uh, APMAs and Warp Tour and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the value of the content uh, goes pretty much right out the window. Yeah. And uh, it just kind of becomes like, as long as we can like make this record and get this out on time, so we can we can do this tour and do these things. Like it just ultimately like it. I think that like we're all in the business of creating content with value, and that that whole idea gets gets lost when you start getting into like the machine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and so it becomes a bummer. And like the best records I've ever done have all been stuff that like we like we're just like let's fucking be best friends and let's make the best shit possible and yeah. that that's the stuff that like you know really influences people to come and make records with me because you know that that's the stuff that like actually resonates with them because it was honest you know what i mean as yeah. opposed to like it wasn't a job it was an actual creative thing we tried to do you know yeah so i guess in the projects that you've been involved in have labels like come down in the middle of it and been like look you got to do this thing or is it mostly like i i I'm always curious because I haven't been on that side of it. Like how much do labels try to butt their way into that process aside from just a due date or something like creatively? Yeah. I mean like it's, it's nothing like really like that. It's not like I've never had like them like make creative decisions, but it really just comes down to um, let's say for example, it's like, all right, we got, we got this band and they're going to book. They want four weeks to do a full length. It's like, okay, cool. It's like the full length has to be done specifically on the final day so it can go to pressing so that we can have it ready to go in time before we announce and go out on this tour. And so it's like, okay, well, so we're going to book that right now. We're going to agree to do this. How many songs uh, do we have ready to go? Four. Four out of of ten. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so then it's like, okay, so then we have to like ultimately write songs on the spot. You have to ultimately like plan that this organic – uh, material between five individuals is going to go absolutely according to plan right. and nothing is going to like stand in the way of that. And it, and it's, it's obviously you're going to have to cut corners. You know what I mean? And so that's yeah. where it's like, like, I don't like, I, I guess I'm like not morally in the business of cutting corners. You know what I mean? So like right. every time it happens, it like, it just like kills me emotionally. And I'm just like, I fucking, I know that we could do so much better. I know like that we're right. settling, you know? So like, I, I ultimately am just like it's it becomes it becomes a bummer because you're just working against a deadline and you got to get it done and you have to everyone has to be satisfied with the product that they like ultimately with the the end result being like hey you know we did the best we could with the tools and the time and the talent that we had guys like yeah. like let's let's cheers to that and that's it you know what I mean like, yeah so it just feels a little like it just feels a little demoralizing and kind of a bummer you know what I mean yeah. Well, at the very least, like I said, I've, I've, I've heard just a few of the things you've been involved in. I'm going to nose around a little bit more now. But like for, for each one of our albums, I can pinpoint shit that I was like, oh, I wish the bass was up louder. Oh, like there's so like there's always something. And yep. for the stuff I've heard from you, it's like everything sounds locked in and like all the levels are good. And like, yeah. I, I'm not here. I mean, obviously, those bands could probably say, oh, we wish we would have done this instead or whatever. But like, you know, being objective, I'm like that shit sounds good, man. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. I mean, I, I it's. It's something I mean I obviously dedicate my life to making shit that is that resonates with people and that people like appreciate and it's, uh, hopefully it inspires them to make cool creative awesome shit you know and yeah. like that's like that's the business that I'm in I'm not in the business of like recording bands and getting it done you know what I mean I'm in the business yeah. of like really trying to make something fucking awesome here so it's just it it gets it gets lost when you you know get the machine involved and it just it's ultimately the whole the whole industry is suffering like because of 
you know, because no one's buying music, but ultimately, because no one's buying music, no one really cares about creating music with value, you know? Yeah. So, so we kind of, we got into like the band producer side, like what to get into the, like for people who are listening who are wanting to record or starting recording, like what are some, I guess if you went back to little baby Sam and you're like, look, dude, you gotta, you gotta get better mics. You gotta have better gear around. Like what are, what are things that like people who are interested in it or starting like that they could do to help themselves out, Um, you know, in that whole, that whole role. The, uh, so the whole fucking DIY, like, uh, home recording market is just fucking exploded. It's like my friend, my friend, uh, uh, set a good example of it it's it's the new tony hawk pro skater <laughs> whereas like everyone wanted to skateboard and everyone was buying skate shoes and skate apparel and shit like that yeah. like everyone's like wanting to do like home recording shit and so yeah um it's like i ultimately see it as like it's a cool opportunity for really cool shit to be made but uh the also unfortunate downside is, is that like it's a really good opportunity for a lot of people to stop hearing really good uh um sounding quality shit and like getting comfortable with really terrible sounding shit and like <laughs> uh aspiring to sound like really terrible fucking fake shit you know what i mean yeah so yeah. like uh, uh ultimately what i would say is like you know if, if people who are like starting off and like wanting to do shit seriously like uh it's basically comes down to you're gonna want some really good preamps uh, you're going to want some really solid uh, microphones, basically just like get the, the sure drum pack and then you can the, with the 57s, you can use those on vocals and guitars and you're going to kill and get everything fine. And basically just like as long as you use logic or uh, Pro Tools like that, all all the software like can get you going into making extremely usable, cool shit. And as long as you follow your gut instinct and your ears and try to make something that feels good and sounds great you're going to make something fucking cool. You know what I mean? So like, that's where like, uh, I I would love, I would love to see more awesome shit coming out. Um, as opposed to just programmed, uh, electric fake drum stuff because people are just using MIDI drums because that's, they don't have a space to record drums and stuff. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, yeah, that's the downside, but that's also like, you know, it's got an advantage and it's cool. So that's, that would be my basic advice. Like just get, get the good stuff and just start going, you know? So so grab up like like a thousand bucks. Just get get this get Logic or Pro Tools. Get the Sure Drum mic pack and get some preamps and yeah. be on your way. Yeah, and like there's a um, there's a couple of good interfaces that have preamps in them. But ultimately, like you could. I mean, I fucking I'm I'm too advanced uh, into the like building gear world that like I can't use. Uh, cheap preamps because i'm like down to components and like if they're using the right like so um ultimately i'll ever but when it comes down to like preamps there's like two percent difference between things you know what i mean like it's like such a subtle difference that like i don't even know why i like stress about it all the time but uh (laughs) um yeah so it's like as long as you get like some good preamps which come in like you know you can you could build some diy neve clones uh things like that like uh for like 300 bucks a channel that's some a fucking great price you know so um, yeah. I, that's, that's the route I've gone and, uh, I would do exactly that again. So what, um, shit, man, you're, you're, you're going into all the detail. You're, you're not leaving me any room for questions, man. You're doing it all. I'm I mean, sorry, dude. <laughs> you're doing, doing both our jobs. I'm a nerd, dude. <laughs> so what you, so you said you started, you started playing in a band, Nebulous, is that what it's called? Yeah, exactly. And what did you, you play guitar? Yeah. So I, I play guitar and it was like. Uh, my idol was, was my idol was Wes Borland. 
Oh, nice. Okay. That, that was, that that's, was, that's not a bad one, man. Yeah, yeah. So Wes Borland and the dude from Incubus. So yeah. I was like all into guitar pedals. Like that was my fucking shit. So yeah. I had like, I made my own pedal board. I had like 20 pedals. I was like, when we would play local shows, people would just be like, look at that fucking dude's <laughs> pedal board. You know what I mean? Like it was like this, a bragging right factor. But yeah, I actually yeah. like used it pretty well. And we made some like pretty whatever, like riffs and songs. And so, uh, but I always had like really good guitar tone. So dudes like in local bands would be cool with me. And that's kind of how they trusted me to like, um, make their songs and like record some stuff because like I had like naturally good gear like good sounding stuff like they were like when we would play like people would be fucking impressed because we would just only sit at our fucking uh, house practice all the goddamn time write songs and practice the songs that we wrote so when we play a show we'd be hella fucking solid you know what I mean like yeah. we weren't just like developing in front of people's eyes like we were actually like being a fucking cool band so yeah that was like how I got started ultimately but I started like you know shifting to through a few different bands playing guitar for them and filling in like a few hardcore bands like this band Sora who was fucking heavy as fuck um then I also started playing guitar for this band called Murder Parade which was like a tech metal band and yeah that was some really cool stuff and so eventually like after after doing all that I was just recording all the bands and uh heavy needed someone to fill in on an Australia tour for Chip so I was like I'll fucking do it I'll fucking go so uh, nice. that's kind of how I started playing with them. And that was, that was the end of my touring days. Like, uh, I more so like had always been better at making records at home. And so that's why I do that still. Yeah. Nice. See, I didn't even realize you toured with heavy. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were homies. Yeah. Australia, dude. Nice. And, and yeah. I, I did the, uh, the horse, the band tour as well. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. That was a fucking crazy tour. <laughs> <laughs> with Dynamos. Yes. That was great, dude. What was that? With Dynamos, man. That was great. Tour. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, wait. So all three of those bands? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, Rue was telling me a little bit about that tour. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, man. I, I, can, I can imagine that being a weird, wild tour. It was It, it was definitely wild, but it was like real fun. It was yeah. great times. So so usually I'll try to get in some good tour stories, but since, since I mean, I'm sure you got those too, but what about some good recording stories? Like any, like I could go right into, I'm sure Heavy's got some goofy shit, but like any other bands like just goofy kind of shit you get into or just you know a good memory of like a good project you worked on that was super fulfilling like what do you what do you when you look back on your on your career what do you think it like anything stand out oh man there's a it's just like a it's a blur of a lot of shit man <laughs> um i mean i guess i i mean making turtle nipple is always a funny one to think back to yeah um i remember hanging out with like one of my friends at the time and i was like i explaining to her who Heavy Heavy Lolo was and like what like like I was about to make their new record and stuff and uh I remember describing it as like it's going to be really advanced because it's going to be so punk that people aren't going to really expect it right now like yeah. so like it'll be a record that'll like maybe be appreciated 10 years from now so <laughs> I think I think we're coming up on like maybe maybe three more years or maybe it's been 10 years so maybe that record would be cool again but yeah yeah uh I just remember like being real stoked about making that because I knew that we were gonna do like really fucked up weird shit, and I yeah. would always look back at that record as like a hell of fucking sick sounding record that is like really cool and creative, which I still do thankfully. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You should, man, because we because bef- before we tour with them, I, I I forget some buddies like pass along the earlier stuff, and I was like, yeah, that's fine or whatever. But then once we started watching them play and heard Turtle Nipple, I was like, what is this? Yeah, like, this this is this band. This shit is awesome. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it was. I was like, just, this is the most punk, the most metal punk album, or the most punk metal album I've ever heard. Like, it's so good. Yeah, the I remember. So, like, one of the funniest things about that record is that, like, 
the day we started that record was the day Halo 3 came out on Xbox. <laughs> nice. So they were literally binge playing Halo, uh, all four <laughs> of those dudes, uh, and just like, like playing for like 24 hours a day. And like then I'd be like, yo, you guys want to go jam on some songs? And so like we were writing songs in the studio then. So all the songs are just like, it's like just imagine playing <laughs> Halo. And that's like how the songs feel. It's like very like spastic and like on edge and yeah. like really like, so that was that was a pretty funny like experience, but I remember just being like, "Dude, can you guys stop playing? Like, let's fucking make like hell of sick shit." You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it yeah, was what, like uh, it was like a week like straight of Halo. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, 24 <laughs> hours a day Halo. So, I, and that actually brings me back to a question I was gonna ask you earlier. But like, what do you think is like the optimal? You said earlier four weeks for a full length. Like, what what in your mind is like the optimal time? like a full length record yeah is it four weeks is it six to eight weeks is it longer it's four weeks with really no um uh no end date on mixing you know what i mean like for everyone to like really make sure that shit sounds great and to be able to like sit on it and actually like be stoked you know what i mean like as long as that like as long like otherwise you're like gonna make all this fun you're gonna spend all this awesome time making all this awesome shit and then in the end, you're going to try to like fin it through a funnel, like, you know what I mean? Like in a yeah. week and just be like, okay, man, that was it. You know? So, um, I think that it's just like with people traveling and being so remote and stuff like that, it, it makes time to leave a lot of open-ended timing for mixing to make it fucking awesome. So ultimately like yeah. uh, bands have like been real patient with me where like, you know, when they leave, it's like, all right, man, like I'm going to fucking mix this shit and we're going to fucking make this awesome. And that takes a while. Cause I got to record other bands too. You know what I mean? But, right. um, ultimately like as long as the bands are patient and really want to make shit sick we fucking come out with really awesome sounding shit you know and are there any projects i mean you know you got a project in in there right now but are there any ones you can talk about or ones you're excited about or bands that you haven't worked with that you're like yeah i want to get i don't want to get with this band yeah uh so i mean basically there's been a bunch of really cool stuff that i did last year that's like all kind of getting wrapped up right now um which is basically first of all i did uh some new singles with that band hundredth they're fucking like they're basically like a really cool they, they were like a hardcore band at first but yeah. now they're like they're becoming way more melodic and like they have really awesome like guitar textures and really like uplifting melodies that just like are kind of melancholy and cool so yeah. i fucking love that band like they're some of the coolest dudes like that that shit that we've been working on has been fucking awesome um then there's a, this other band called gardens who's i mentioned them earlier they're kind of like i would say like they're like the Pixies with like Jeff Tweedy from Wilco, like on vocals. So it's like <laughs> really fucking cool, man. And uh, yeah. it just really like like it makes you feel fucking awesome. Like remember yeah. like like you ever remember those bands like Hopes Fall and fucking sure. It's kind of like that in terms of like really melodic, awesome shit, but not as like heavy as that. You know? Yeah. Um, okay. But and also like not like that band's late later stuff where they got like awkwardly cheesy and terrible. But you know, like, <laughs> uh, um. I'm referring more so to Satellite Era. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that that's that's a great fucking album. Um, but yeah, so besides uh, Gardens, there's like this this cool like pop punk band called My Sweet Vol. They have a really fucking awesome vocalist, really cool songs. Uh, that's that's been another cool project. Um, so I'm about to work on a band called uh, American Lions from New Jersey. They're really fucking really awesome dudes, cool tones. Like they're just a they're kind of a fun like party band. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's, it's been like, it's been real cool to make, like, I'm really good at like artist development, I guess more so than just being like, all right, man, I'm going to jump on and record thrice's next record. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that would be like kind of weird. Um, I'm more so like, 
I'm more so a teammate uh, and and developer in that type of sense. So a lot of these projects are all like kind of brand new shit that like is getting steam as opposed to like being hell of sick hype worthy shit. You know what I mean? Right, right. So it's like I mean that's that's like the story so far as a classic example. Like that band was just like some 15 year old kids in my neighborhood who like went to record with me because you know I recorded some bands in the area that they had heard of. And so they they tried out some songs with me, and we made some fucking awesome songs. And now that band headlines Warp Tour and is like one of the biggest pop punk bands uh, of touring right now. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, yeah, it's like fucking crazy, you know. So like, that's like, I didn't like that band didn't get huge, and then I jumped on their ship and like was like, yo man, like I'm gonna make you guys awesome. Let's record now. You know what I mean? Like I've always right. been like, I've always been good at building bands from the ground up and making shit sick. Yeah. So that's like the ideal situation, like getting a baby band, like working with them, putting out a good record and watching them hit it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, totally, man. And it's also fucking rewarding because like, I mean, every like every time that that's ever happened, uh, it's always been with the bands who were actually trying to make honest, creative, cool shit with their best friends. You know what I mean? There wasn't like any like there wasn't any fucking uh, plug or any like uh step that they were able to like you know shortcut like they actually got there by just being honest and that's what's that's the secret you know what i mean so like that's where i want bands to be more honest and in touch with themselves because that's that's what those bands were you know yeah so don't worry about the end the end goal just put out something good yeah man just make songs you want to hear with your best friends you know what i mean like that's that's what heavy did that's what story did that's what fucking basement did that's what fucking you know saber zombie did like i'm sure that's what you did you know what i mean like yeah and like that's the shit that means stuff to people you know what i mean yeah and uh and i I forgot to talk about this too but you do or you uh, you have stuff online for like uh, videos of bands yeah, yeah. playing in the studio, yeah. which is awesome because I love that shit. I love yeah, seeing man. bands do that. So I mean, we fucking try to do that shit all the time, but like ultimately, when we started doing that, I wasn't really recording that much. My video guys like weren't doing any video for anything, but like yeah. we all like ever since then, uh, we've all picked up steam and we're fucking booked in, in hell of in advance, and it's hell of hard for us to do that. Right. You know? So we're we actually just got like distribution like. Uh, planned for that so we have a few episodes that we're about to release and we're scheduled to do nice. some more that's and awesome I'm thinking about even doing like a fucking interview podcast around it with hell bands. yeah so that's we'll, awesome yeah we'll see we'll, like but ultimately I'm hella fucking busy too so I'm trying to like yeah. you know I, I, I like my my passion is making cool awesome fucking shit so um, but I also have to you know work extremely hard and get bills paid and continue to pay off debt. You know what I mean? So like, and sleep. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, and sleep and hang out with my fucking fiance, you know, there you go. And, uh, so yeah, like, um, life is just, it's, there's not enough fucking time in the day, man. I'd love it, it to do more, be. you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, thinking of the video stuff, there reminded me that you, did stuff with Duck Duck Goose or Pollution People too? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, because those are our homies too. So yeah, man. I forgot they... about that. fucking sick ass band that should have yeah. like done i thought that they like they they were like right at the tail end is like 
Daughters was having steam and the Locust was killing it. And like Heavy was like, you know, dropping steam and like starting an outlaw tour. And so like that band was like fucking awesome. And I saw like them continuing to carry the torch. But I don't know. Yeah. Things just fell apart. I don't really know why. Like, But that's a fucking good band. They were. Yeah, that, that was one of the ones that we, I think, just played a random show with. And then we tried to get them on more dates. And I think they just couldn't do it. But I was like, why is this band not huge? Like, yeah, yeah. they're awesome. Yeah, I think that they and had like, a good live show. They had like some label contract that they were in that like yeah, held yeah. or something like that, something weird like that. Yeah, yeah, but that was just I, I totally forgot about uh, when I thought about the video stuff. I was like, oh yeah, shit, you did them too. So, yeah, that band was done- fucking awesome, man. I wish that I wish they did more shit. Yeah, <laughs> well, shit, man. I think you've like answered every possible question I could think of. Oh, uh, yeah. What if there's? I don't even know. If there's anything you want to plug or even things you want to throw out there? Or, talk about for what you do i mean i don't want to i mean what else what else do you do in the day i mean when you do have a free minute what aside you hang out with your fiance do you do you have time for a hobby yeah man i mean i i uh i don't have any friends uh i don't have any hobbies um ultimately like me and my fiance like we just we fucking love hanging out with like uh our friends and our like couple friends you know who are married and engaged or whatever and like oh yeah we love it's basically like if we could sit at a cool location have a nice beer and like be best friends with someone like that's what we're down with so like uh going out to australia and hanging out with our australian friends and like having pub life is like the fucking coolest thing for us you know what i mean yeah like like, we're, we're people people in that type of way like we love hanging out with cool creative people and uh all of our friends like all of our awesome friends are also like really fucking you know talented and driven and like so they move to really cool places to do really cool jobs so uh, it, we always have ever-changing, evolving friendships and lots of nice. you know, locational uh, friendships. But yeah, man, like uh, I love my fiance. She's awesome. She's a fucking uh, neuropsychologist. So damn, she, yeah, she smart cookie. Yeah, so she's a doctor. Um, so she's yeah. fucking, she's awesome. Um, so ultimately, like I, you know, I just try to hang with her as much as I can. And then uh, we're about to buy a house right now out here. That's nice, fucking, man. That's Congrats. probably thanks, man. That's probably the most stressful thing ever. <laughs> it makes me feel like such an inadequate uh, human being. I need to uh, raise so Every- many funds that uh, I do not ha- know how it's going to happen. <laughs> but whatever, you know. Every part of it does. Like getting married, buying a house, having a baby. Every part of it's like, oh shit, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, but ultimately, we're all just always winging it. You know what I mean? That's right. So, like, That's you right, just man. Fucking wing it. And so I think as long as you can say that and be okay, like you know what, my parents did that too. Like yeah. I can look at my parents and think they knew what they were doing, but they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Yeah, so, no, like, totally. None of us really do. So yeah, we'll yeah. just we'll figure it out. I was I was thinking about that this morning, like. Like the word expert, like who actually calls himself an expert? Like yeah. that's like the most douche thing in the world. You know what I mean? Especially because we're all yeah. just winging it. You know what I mean? Like how could yeah. you be an expert at winging it? I had yeah. this one specific <laughs> thing all day. You know what I mean? Like if anything, like you, you're experienced. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I think that, so I think that'll be on your tombstone. Expert at winging it, comma, yeah. be- best friend, yeah, best exactly. friend to all. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, I wish I wish I had more hobbies. I mean, all my fucking hobbies are are audio related. You know what I mean? Like, I love making gear. I love fucking getting drum sounds. I love. I just dialed in a hell of goddamn sick guitar tone right now. Like, um, <laughs> like that's that's my shit. You know? And so, yeah. um, I love I love weed. I love beer. Um, <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Like you yeah. do what you love. Yeah, man. You can have it all there. That's about it, man. I mean, uh, I'm I'm a I'm a big advocate for the uh sativas man i mean i'm, I'm like yeah. super adhd and it just it tunnel visions me and just drives me and focuses me whereas like 
otherwise like i'm just like i got too much anxiety and like things going on in my head where like yeah I, yeah when i smoke I've, i focus and i just get into it so i could if i'm if i'm smoking a joint i can be rocking for 14 hours a day like not a problem <laughs> so i'll so I'll, I'll uh i'll end on this little this little i don't even know if i've told this on an episode before but so i've never i've never smoked i never done any of that but yep. like we we went on our own tour i think it was just us and we went down and played this place in houston called uh super happy fun land or something mm-hmm. and it's it's like some big open room they converted it's it's like not a venue that they turned into a venue and it's okay. it kind of cool but whatever so we so we played and i had like a messenger bag that had my gear in it and i left it there and had my i had like an ipod classic i mean this is like 2007 or something Got it. but i left it in there and i was, i called them back when we get home i said hey can you send you know send me back the the bag blah blah, blah. like yeah cool because I, I think i had my laptop it had all kinds of stuff and they send back the bag and it has everything but the ipod and in place of the <laughs> of the ipod is a bag of salvia oh my <laughs> god dude and i just pull that out and i'm like did they just like indiana jones me like swap like the amount of weight for the other one and it was just like a bag of all these different kinds and I, I'm, I was with the guys in the band. I was like, I don't, I don't even know what the fuck this is. Like, what is this? And I called them like, no, we didn't see anything about an iPod. So I don't know if they bullshitted me or if they, or if somebody nabbed it and then they found the bag or whatever the case is. But I was just like, I can't. What am I supposed to do with this shit? <laughs> Salvia. That's so crazy, dude. I've. I've seen some crazy fucking experiences of people smoking salvia in my actual And life. that's what I've heard, man. I, I handed it off to Adam, who played who played bass in the band, and he had himself a good time with a couple of our buddies. But, like, I was just like, I don't even know what to make of this situation. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Yeah, I've never, I've never, like, I've only smoked weed, and I've done, I've done shrooms before, which was, yeah. like, the best experience of my life, I think. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean... Like I just, I ultimately, I'm just like a very casual smoker. Like I don't, yeah. I don't smoke to get high. I smoke just because like it's, it just focuses me and I just love weed. All right. And, it, and on that, I love weed. I love weed, dude. You know? <laughs> well, thanks for doing this, man. Especially yeah, man. last minute. Like Absolutely, this. man. Not a problem, bro. And what's the, what's the band you're recording again right now? A little, um, we can do a shout out for them. Yeah. They're called Fighting Sides. They're fucking awesome, man. They're actually, they're from, from, uh, Georgia. But they okay. moved out to L.A. because they're hell of dead serious about their band and they're trying to make shit awesome. So they're, nice. they're great. Awesome All songwriters. Right, cool. cool band. They'll have some singles out at some point. Awesome, man. Well, good luck with everything. Buying the house, recording the thousand bands, doing yeah, all man. your shit, man. Life, dude. I'm just trying to make shit awesome, dude. When you start your podcast, shoot me a message and I'll plug it. I'll, yeah, uh, man. Get everybody to go over to it and listen to it. Hell yeah. I highly appreciate that. I'll link you. I'll, I'll upload this file on Dropbox and I'll link it to you. Awesome, man. Hell yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks for being the man, dude. Thank you. Thank you for being my new best friend. You got it, dude. Cheers, bro. (laughs) Yeah, take it easy, buddy. Peace, man.